I've got a promposal. I'm Grace. I'm Bridget. I'm Courtney. And this is the Gossier. And today we're talking about prom just because we started talking about prom on our own and we kind of think it's funny. And we also, we want to share our stories with you. We want you to share your stories with us. Let's jump right into our first segment, which is You Have to Tell Me, where we each bring in goss and explain it to each other. So Bridget, you have to tell me, Rob Lowe says his wife, Cheryl Burkoff, is like a big sister to longtime friend Gwyneth Paltrow while revealing TMI. You are bearing the lead on this. I know what the TMI is. So he went on Jimmy Kimmel's show and... He points out that Gwyneth was a great friend or was like um, a little girl coming in to see her mom, Blythe Danner at the time. And like a little girl, 18 year old. And he's hanging out with his wife, who was a makeup artist at the time. And so he's talking about their relationship and how like, oh, yeah, she's been like a big sister. He used to give her cigarettes and they'd go smoke behind the trailers. But then he goes into like. This story about Gwyneth pa- how Gwyneth Paltrow revealed on his podcast, literally with Rob Lowe, that she learned how to do oral sex from his wife. What? Which, yeah, it is so, it's kind of weird. Well, then he joked, and then he takes it a step further, and he jokes that husband Brad Falchuk and her husband ex- Chris Martin should thank him. Oh, see, here's the thing about the story that's weird is like Gwyneth Paltrow talking about who taught her to do oral sex. Very on brand. Yes. For her. Very on brand for her whole thing. Why is Rob Lowe talking about this? Yes. Yeah. Shut your mouth, dude. But it's like I it just feels so um, like it dates them, you know, like, yeah, there was a time where everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so racy. And now it's like, ew. It's kind of weird flex. Let let Gwyneth do that. That's her whole thing is her vagina. Not, not to be like yeah. a little bitch, but and I know I guess maybe they didn't say like a timestamp. And I know that I guess she was 18 when she was like visiting set, but it doesn't really help his image of like doing inappropriate sexual things uh, in and around young women. His thing was the sex tape, right? It was something, yeah, with like a yeah, it, it was a sex tape. I thought it was with someone huh. who was underage. He I'm never- going to Google Rob Lowe's sex tape really quick. 19, 1988, was, it was leaked to the press. In the grainy tape, Lowe started an esteemy encounter with a then 16-year-old Atlanta girl and her 23-year-old friend. He picked them up at a club. I was going to say 16 16- and I'm not excusing it, but 16 was way different in 1988 than it is now. Well, but also he has said, so he picked them up at a club and he maintains that he didn't know that the 16 year old girl was underage, which tracks to me that like this girl went to the club with her 20. Yeah, yeah. that does track. And was that like, that's track. Rob Lowe. I want to have. Sex he was with 24 and um, what was going on? And he was hot. There was that he lead was singer hot. from that metal band. What's his name? He's a gun guy. This guy, he married his daughter. He adopted his girlfriend and married her. And she was like 13. Wait, he adopted Woody <laughs> Allen? <laughs> Close. Ted Nugent, guys. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent adopted his own wife. Oh, 
I always forget Ted Nugent's name because I there was a gym teacher at my middle school whose name was Mr. Nugent. So I always think that's just someone I know. And that's going on like the same time in the 80s. So like Rob Lowe picking up a 16 year old society. Society was more upset about the video than, than the they age. were about the age. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, we've moved on from it now. Obviously, Rob Lowe's fine. That's interesting because I don't think I ever knew about Rob Lowe's sex tape. So to me, it's like, why are you talking about sex, Rob Lowe? I feel like it was successfully buried, like in his second, in his uh, Rob Lowe renaissance. In his second act. Yes. So the issue, that's interesting. I always thought the issue was that she was 16, not that it was a sex tape. So quick question about Gwyneth Paltrow. Did she like include any tips and tricks that she was told? Oh, I don't. So I should say when she revealed that, that was back in July of 2020. And so and it probably didn't pick up. Any exactly. News Gwyneth Paltrow always says shit like because that. and because no one is listening to Rombo's podcast. So that's why he's going on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, hey, by the way, I have this podcast. Grace, you have to tell me West Elm Caleb. OK, so this is your TikTok corner. This is what's been going on on TikTok this week. And we've kind of reached a new point at the discourse, which I'm excited to talk about. So it's a common practice on TikTok that people will like talk about their experience on dating apps. They'll be like, oh, get ready with me for my date. This is the guy I'm at. This is where we're going. I'm very excited, blah, blah, blah. You know, like vlogging. Yeah. It's, it's a very popular thing. And since I am famously single, I get a lot of these on my For You page. And specifically, I get some in big cities like New York and L.A. So this girl posts, and I didn't see this original video. I've only seen the aftermath. This girl posts that she had a weird experience with this guy on Hinge, and his name is Caleb. She's like, he's really tall, but and he was being really great, but then he all of a sudden ghosted me, but whatever, we move on. And a bunch of the comments and a bunch of messages were like, oh, is this Caleb from West Elm? Like, a surprising amount. So this girl posted a video, and she's like, so I posted that video about this guy, Caleb. And she's like, and I got a ton of responses like, oh, is this Caleb from West Elm? So I'm wondering if we're all dating the same Caleb from West Elm. He's six foot four. He's got a mustache. He's from West Elm. He's a furniture designer (laughs) at West Elm. And it comes out that basically they're all dating the same Caleb, that he's dating so many women in NYC. It's like, how does he have the time to text all these girls? Oh That's my God, I so love it. funny. Wait, is it college age? What what age of girls? He's 24. So he's, they're all like mid 20s. Okay, okay. Everyone kind of hops on and they all tell like their story about West Elm Caleb. And it becomes clear <laughs> that it is the same story every time. What he does is he matches with them on Hinge and he love bombs them. He's like, you're so great. I just feel so excited about you. People posted their texts. And he's like, I just feel like so excited to get to know you. I've deleted Hinge, blah, blah, blah. But what? the whole time he was on Hinge dating oh other God. girls. Are we are we sure that he actually is a furniture? Or is he just, okay, okay. Well, that's yes. hot. That's a hot profession. And then he would send a Spotify playlist to girls. What? He would send the same Spotify playlist to girls again and again. But would he say like, like, I made hey. this mix for you? Like it was about like, yes. it was catered to them essentially. Okay. And then they yes. didn't they notice how many listens were on the playlist? Oh, yeah. Like some of the girls would notice like one girl was like, and here you can see I texted him like, hey, do you send this to more than one person? He's like, oh, yeah, it's just a good playlist. I share with my friends. And so a lot of girls were like, OK, that's kind of weird. But like maybe this is his right. move, whatever. There are worse things to be upset about. And it's hard out here on dating. They're apps, blinded by the um, West Elm of it all. I mean, oh, at least I man. would. Man, 
Yeah. And then he would be dating a bunch of women at once. Like a girls would be like, oh, that Friday, I definitely woke up in his bed when this girl went on a date with him <gasps> on Saturday. Um, and then he likes to light pipe. He, yeah. And then he would send unsolicited nude photos just in the middle of the day in broad daylight, whatever. And then he would just like ghost them out of nowhere. So he's a after full on sex them. addict. Yeah. Well, he's there's obviously like some like deep manipulation here that's beyond the level of normal dating yes, app fuckboyness. Yes. Because I've been on dating apps. If someone ghosts me, I don't really care. I ghost many yeah. people. But the thing that bugs me about this specifically is the love bombing and telling them yeah. that he's like really into them oh, and, yeah. and he's going to delete Hinge. And then he doesn't like- Like you no don't need to do all gonna, that. No. No one yeah. cares if you're not going to delete Hinge yeah. after right. two weeks. Like we all are looking for our options. Like no one will care. Right. And the sheer volume is insane. I mean, I'm wondering, because does he it's have like, a what does he have? Like, how does he keep track of everything? I think he just does the same thing with every girl. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that yeah. it's different. Yeah. And, you know, so then we hit the point of the discourse where ha ha ha, funny, funny. Um, and then people are like, what's so special at West Elm Caleb? And they're like, he's a six, four guy with a mustache and a creative full-time yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. He's getting a lot of matches. Yeah. And then we hit the point of the disc the discourse that is particularly annoying, which is where we are at the time of this recording. I'm sure we'll circle back away from it eventually, where people are like, companies are posting ads, like Ruggable posted an ad, like none of these rugs were designed by West Elm Caleb. Oh my <laughs> God. And okay, now that's posting, weird. And people are posting pictures of him and posting his full name. Ugh. And so it gets to this like almost weird doxing right. point which happens a lot of times with these like micro niche meme TikTok celebrities like Couch Guy. We don't have to talk about Couch Guy. If I've you never heard, heard of him, him, but I love it. But but those on TikTok know there were two weeks where like Couch Guy thought his life was over um, and then it moved on. So there's this weird like, OK, doxing thing that's going on. Apparently, on these videos that are like doxing him and on videos that are talking about him, Caleb has a burner account he's commenting on. Be like, I know him. He's a really good guy. Don't do this. He's a really great guy. Pretty much. <laughs> He's my yeah. best friend. He gave me a kidney. Listen, if these girls are being drama, women only be <laughs> drama. Yeah. So, you know, he's aware of it, uh, but he hasn't actually gone to comment to any news sources yet. I People wouldn't. have started writing say, stories about it. That's probably for the it. best. <laughs> Yeah. What, what can you say? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I like to manipulate women I'm, just for one night of sex. I am waiting for this to blow over. He's so like, I, I don't know what do to tell you. Yeah. I'm a six, four dude with a mustache and a creative job. This is Which what I'm is like to do is my rite of passage. That's like all you need. You didn't even you could have yeah. treated those women like shit. And they're like, well, he's, he's six, four. Yeah, he's hot. He designs couches. And this is. Exactly. And this is what's funny about it is like all uh, there's also a corner of TikTok, which are men being like, Caleb, you had everything set up for you. Why are you acting so goofy <laughs> and getting caught? <laughs> so now there's this reaction to the discourse that's like, yeah, Caleb's a dick, but we shouldn't be doxing him. It's really not that bad. And I think that if a man wants to be manipulative to the level of love bombing, ghosting, sending unsolicited nudes, your picture should be posted yeah. and you should have issues dating. Agreed. I agree. That. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he should not be like killed, but women should know that this is what yeah. is in store it's for like, them. Basically. Again, he didn't just like, you know, ghost someone after a couple dates. That's normal. Everyone does that. No one would care right. if he did that. But 
why lie and say that you de- that you deleted Hinge? There was one person that was like, "Did Weston Caleb lose his job? Do we oh. know?" <laughs> I do kind but, of feel like him losing his job would not be fair. Yeah, I don't think he lost his job, and also he's not like customer facing right. West Elm. He's a furniture designer. I don't think West Elm knows about this, and I don't really think it matters if he designs couches. But it is, and it'll all blow over in like a month anyway. He'll be able to get back on Hinge and Bumble. A couple people will recognize him, but mostly he'll be able to date and manipulate women at his leisure. Okay, Courtney, you have to tell me. We got the W on What a Wonderful World. We did. This is just a little quick uh, addition to last week where I was discussing the girl on TikTok who is singing What a Wonderful World just one letter at a time. It finally happened. She dropped the W. And my question last week was, would it sound more like a song? And the answer is not really, although I will say (laughs) slightly closer. I mean, the W's definitely help with the what a wonderful world. Part. Right. Yeah, that I could I could. But make they don't do much world. for the beginning. <laughs> no. I also like that visually she decided to make it like super weird. So the audio kind of matches perfectly with the insanity of of the all vibe these, of the vibe like it kind of it just all works together yes i just needed to share that with you i needed to share it with our listeners it was the saga that we've all been waiting for the conclusion <laughs> of i want to thank moldoga for doing this and embarking on this journey and i still stand by that this bitch deserves an emmy bridget you have to tell me and this is going to really hurt me personally. Peloton is tanking. So I I actually picked this because I wanted to hear what you had to say, but I'll give you the facts really quick. Well, I, so, I'll be blinded by my love for it to say anything damning, but go on. Okay. There were there were some articles that pointed like that had something to do with big dying, but Peloton actually has been plunging for basically the whole last year mm-hmm. um they really did accelerate once the close down happened much like tiktok but then yes. after everybody had their bikes it, you know people stopped buying peloton right yeah. and so it plunged over 20 percent last thursday um the company has decided to halt production of its at-home fitness products um they're trying to cut costs there's also a fear that they're going to be firing a lot of people um, the suspension looks like it'll be for a period of two months. Um, so I have to ask you, Courtney, as a member of the Church of Peloton, are you concerned by this? How do you feel as uh, a devotee of this machine? Like, well, do you think you're safe? Do you I, think it's temporary? Well, now I don't even know. I will say, um, okay. So it makes sense that they're tanking because of how quickly they accelerated and how people like how the demand has definitely gone down for these uh, machines. And, uh, you know, I I was getting um, 
little whispers when I realized that they were like really cutting the price of like all of their machines, which then enabled me to be like, hmm, maybe I'll get one. Um, but I, uh, I, I am worried personally that uh, once they cut the costs of like making the machines, they're going to stop producing as much content because that is what's like amazing about my church of Peloton is that they have like literal, like, like 20 new workouts that come out like every day in like various different, uh, mediums and are different, like, uh, disciplines, I guess. And it's just like never ending. Like their production schedule is like crazy and it's like constant new content. And so I am worried that at some point they're going to start cutting back on the production yeah, and make it less like quote unquote worth it. Although, well, I feel like the production is cheap. Like that, that's That's, probably the lowest cost. That's probably a good point. But on the cut of the bikes, they are now, or the price cut, they are now, uh, there's a lot of hidden fees that weren't there before, before they had like, this is, this is the price. This includes everything. And now they're like advertising a price for the bike or the whatever equipment, but then they're going to charge you installation. They're going to charge you the fee to ship it. They want anyone who hasn't bought a bike, but has been on the fence to get one and they'll end up paying the same price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that, that I do think that's true because, um, I, when I was dabbling, uh, so for those who don't know, I do have a Peloton bike. My boyfriend, you got the bike one. He bought me one for my birthday from a friend. It was like an already used one that she was. That's still, that's very sweet. That's very nice. It was like, I literally cried because I was using a normal stationary bike. I didn't need a Peloton bike. I kept being like, I really want one. It's so nice. Cause I'd like used a friend's once or twice. And it truly is like a really nice bike. Um, and uh, he would and the fee go- goes up there too, right? Yeah, like when you use one of their bikes, goes up. Your membership yeah. price goes up, and because you're uh. able to do it super cheap, like twelve ninety nine a month, if you just have an iPad and a stationary bike or access to a stationary bike, because you have access to all the classes on the digital app. But then once you have the actual bike, for whatever reason, I guess because you have like more personalized statistics and stuff, the price goes sure. up by like twenty six dollars or something. Um, and my boyfriend was the one who'd always be like, Courtney, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. And then I came home from work one day and there was one in the corner of the living room. It was like amazing. (laughs) So, okay. So I never bought it like through Peloton. My boyfriend bought it for me from a friend. But when I was like dabbling with the idea of buying one myself, I was noticing that there was like an asterisk next to every price that was like, does not include Mm -hmm. membership, does not include whatever. Um, this is interesting because about a year ago, probably I was talking to my friend, Kate, who's also a Peloton devotee, but does not have a bike. And she and I were like, Oh, we want to buy bikes. We want to buy bikes. And we were thinking like, we'd probably never, ever have one because like the craze was going to stop essentially. And we both like, we're like, yeah, at some point, probably everyone who's going to have a Peloton will have it and people will like stop buying it. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now, where it's like they can't accelerate at the pace that they were and fewer people are like inclined unless we go into like another lockdown or something, which would probably be the best thing for their business. Uh, It's just Peloton's going to start spreading COVID. Them and Amazon are going to team up. Where do you think these variants are coming from? They're coming from your Amazon packages, people. Wake up, sheeple. Um, well, I really hope that Peloton doesn't fully ever die because, um, 
I've only had my bike for a few months now and I really want to get the most out of it. Oh I feel like what they'll do, if anything, I'll light a candle <laughs> is like basically develop some technology where they can produce classes without paying any humans. Mm. Like it'll be like animations of work or just like or voices or something. They they have yeah. to figure out a way to make these bikes cheaper because like that's probably the biggest cost is the production of the equipment. Yeah, but the actual paying, like a Peloton. Mini. It'll be so easy to pay to find people who will do free workouts for exposure like that cost is probably their production cost of making the exercise stuff. I feel like is the lowest cost of the whole uh, machine of the whole probably a good point. Yeah. Corporation. Also, I guess to be fair, I'm trying to think because I've read articles about the production of Peloton exercises or workouts and they are like super in depth, like uh, PAs and stuff like work and like help develop them. But during the height of the pandemic, they literally just like sent cameras to the instructors homes and they just like did one with a camera and they could just 100% do that again, like, like in a studio, but like yeah. not have actual humans be like behind the camera. And uh, anyway, wow, my, my cult is like showing. I'm like, I really hope this <laughs> thing doesn't die. It's really great, guys. I promise. I love it. I love it. Grace, you have to tell me when we were young fest. You heard about this? Oh, hell yeah. So I mentioned this last week. Um, I am. I was famously a pop punk girly. I was in too. I recognize a lot of those. I, I went to Warp Tour many times. Um, as a society, I do believe we are having a pop punk renaissance. Um, and I personally am having a pop punk renaissance. I did just go to see All Time Low in concert in November. Um, and they were fantastic. So they just so Live Nation just announced a festival. It's called When We Were Young Fest. And it has the lineup. I'm sure many of you have seen it on your timeline on social media the past few days. If you have any emo friends, the lineup is like every single emo and pop punk band you would ever want to see in concert. Except for my chemistry. They did leave out a few, but I was, it, but yeah. I'm still very satisfied. There are a good chunk that are missing. But for example, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, Dashboard Confessional, A Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, yeah, baby. World, 303. Um, who else is on here? Me personally, I very much care about Mayday Parade and We the Kings. Oh, We the Kings. I was, I will say, I was obsessed with 303 in like seventh grade. Yeah. So it is basically every festival, every single pop punk band you would want to see, or at least a very good chunk of them all in one festival in Las Vegas. Yeah. So this immediately picks up traction on social media because if there's anything former emo kids do, it's tell everyone they were former emo kids. Yep. Um, and so everyone's posting about it. It was like, oh my God, we're going, we're going. It's one day, Saturday, October 22nd. It's on Courtney's birthday um, in Las oh my Vegas. God, wow. And tickets go on sale Friday, January 21st, which is in the past for those listening, but the day we are recording, they're going on sale in about an hour. Oh shit! Are you gonna and leave? Yeah, are you gonna leave the are pod? Are you gonna buy, buy tickets? tickets? Let's well, let's get into it. <laughs> so, I'm telling you right now. Actually, I'm. I gotta get off this call. <laughs> so no. So here's. So here's. I want to ask your opinion. So this gets announced. This sounds amazing, right? 
too good to be true, you might think. Yeah, I was about to be like, listen, I wasn't that intense of an emo kid, but I would pay to go see all of those And people. general admission tickets are about $250 because it's one that's day not, so that's I feel like cheap. that's not so bad. And tickets start at $20 down. So you might be wondering, why wouldn't I leave this podcast to buy a ticket? Well. Oh, no, is it Firefest? That's what people are what? worried about. Oh, no, it's in because, Vegas and it's Live Nation. Well, that's so let's get into it. That's what people um, said so about Firefest, too. The, the fact is, it is in Vegas. So that's like, you know, a little bit more trustworthy than Firefest, obviously. Um, but if you look at all of these bands and the website says there are three stages, people have done the math. That means it's 15 minute sets each band. Mm hmm. Some of the bands have posted that oh. they don't that they didn't know they were playing this festival until they saw the lineup. Oh no. And there have oh. been no sponsors announced. Add on to this that you know what Live Nation just hosted? Astro World. No. Oh. Okay. okay. And these tickets, <laughs> there are no refunds. Oh. No, like back pedaling for COVID. So what this has led a lot of people to believe is like, this is a way to trap a lot of people into paying money. And then they'll just cancel the festival and take that's, the money to pay for the that's lawsuits. crazy because um, I feel like Vegas is Vegas is, in my opinion, and everything I know about Vegas, I feel like Vegas is way more responsible than that because so well, many people who work is. in Vegas are all part of unions. So they take this shit very seriously. Mm -hmm. There are counter arguments for all of these points. Yeah. That's the other thing about it is like, yes, Live Nation is paying for Astroworld, but Live Nation is a big company. Yeah. They like, they have, they host other festivals. Right. There is a similar festival that was canceled, but people who work for Live Nation or work in the music industry say like, it's not outside the realm of possibility that everyone gets a 15 minute set except a headliner. That's kind of normal yeah. in a big festival like this. Mm. And one day is just easy. Um, the other argument is that for the reason there are no sponsors is that maybe they're waiting for a bidding war yeah. because they wanted to see how many people showed interest. Well, in they showed interest. They can get a bigger. Also sponsor. in Vegas, you wouldn't need so like the same as like Lady Gaga and Adele having these re residencies in Vegas is because they lose a lot of money on the production of those shows, but they yeah. get so much more because people who would never come to Vegas will come to Vegas to see the people they want to see. So like that the sponsorship thing makes sense to me because it's like Vegas doesn't give a shit. They just know they're gonna have a bunch of emo kids playing playing gambling games this is like a perfect combination of people you want to come to your venue right, exactly right and the festival ground is right off the strip so it's like you're gonna get a lot of people staying on the strip on in a saturday in october which is not like you know the busiest season in Vegas. i think what bothers no, me is that there's no refunds on the tickets that feels like entrapment yes yeah. it sure does However, could you so pay? Could you pay extra for refunds, or is that like oh, like an insurance fee? Like an yeah, like a thirty dollars insurance you can. fee. Whoa. I think it's no. I See think that it's no in my mind makes it even sketchier because there's yeah. a chance if I bought a ticket and it didn't, it was non-refundable. I'd be like, oh well, like you know, I guess I'll see what happens and I'll probably go anyway. Um, 
But if there's like a $30 insurance thing, I probably wouldn't pay for that anyway. But exactly. Yeah. I think anytime there's like no refunds under any reason, it's like, well, that seems really sus. Like, yeah. Um, I might put $20 down anyway. I have the pre-sale code because nothing would be worse than this festival actually happening and me thinking it was a fire festival and not going, even if it is a fire festival, like at least you're in Vegas. So it's like, if, if that fails, you're still in a place where you can get free drinks and And have a fun time. People, people gamble more than $250 at a table in Vegas in like one sitting. So it's like, it's almost like you're just gambling. It's like your first gamble of the trip. And to be fair, my sister has a friend who has a friend who lives in Vegas so we can stay for free. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Then for you, I would say definitely do it yeah, and so keep I us posted. Am, yeah. No, why I are you still talking try. to us? You need to get off this podcast yeah. and get prepped. I think I'm going to buy. try to buy a ticket, uh, but we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted as this story develops. I love but it. I want to see things I saw We the Kings in eighth grade and they were one of the best concerts I've ever you seen. You have oh to see God. them again. <laughs> At 303, baby, 300H, exclamation point, three, best name of a band ever, ever. Them in Cobra Starships. If you told me Cobra Starship was on that lineup, I would 100%. Oh, wow. I think that's the first time I've heard that band name in 10 plus years. They, They meant a lot to me in seventh grade. I was their biggest fan. I remember my mom made fun of me once because we, I was listening. She was like listening to some album of hers that she listened to like when she was young and she was like, Oh, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I had the Cobra Starship CD and I was like, Oh, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And she's like, that's not really the same because you're not as old as me. So like, <laughs> you're like, you've liked it for like a year. That's not the same. <laughs> so our middle segment today has to do with the reveal that M&Ms are now more inclusive. And I I'm not good on Twitter, you guys. So I did not catch this while it was happening, but Grace got a request that we talk about this. And while I was doing my research for it, I just have to say, I came across an article from Rolling Stone that said, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. And it is the funniest article I have ever read, but I'll get into that. Who wants to give an overview of what happened to our friends, the M&Ms? The only thing I know, and so I didn't know they changed it to be more inclusive. The only thing I know is that the green M&M no longer wears heels and she's posing less seductively. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the other M&M. Okay, so that's the one much- that's really blowing up is the green M&M. As is the case, only anyone only ever cares about the green M&M. So, okay, so this is, she's I hot. was reading, I, I looked- uh, The green M&M is so- <laughs> trying to yeah, turn her into Kamala. She's, she is sexy as- fuck this described her new shoes they like put her in new shoes that sneakers sneakers kamala larry larry david sneakers um (laughs) so basically what happened because i was looking at this picture for a while it was like old m&ms new m&ms and i was like i don't see the difference it's the same picture minus the high heels but essentially what happened is if you look closely they took away the skin tone that was insinuating that they were all white and they kind of made their skin. I thought that they put them all in, in, in tights. But if you look, it's oh. really just like they kind of muted the color of their skin to match the color of their M&M. So like the green one's skin is like a green hue, the yellow one. Although they all look coated as white Wait. to me, really. Okay. I never 
and I'm not saying I don't see color, but I, I, I know I never clocked it. But then, of course, as soon as I said that, I was like, yeah, no, I had I hadn't clocked that either. I mean, it makes morning. sense. It makes sense that they're very white coated. What's crazy, though, is like you didn't need to make this announcement. You could have just changed the fucking M&Ms <laughs> like and yeah, people would just not notice at all. Someone might have been like, oh, did she like did her feet start hurting? Did she like switch her shoes for the day? Like, what's the well, deal? Here's what's crazy is the brown M&M is still wearing. Heels. Yeah, well, they also they lowered, but they're they like lowered, smaller. They heels. lowered the heel. That's mentioned. This is a businesswoman's heel that the brown. M&M yeah, they wearing. described it as a, a Alexis Nyers esque kitten heel. <laughs> so, it really is. So uh, this article was talking about how the look is ne- negligible for the men, the male, quote unquote, M&Ms, which is true. Although yeah. they do, apparently, according to Mars, uh, they made the orange one more open about his anxiety, which is so funny. <laughs> yeah, he looks I didn't even know there was it. an orange or a brown M&M. They're new, right? The brown is relatively no, brown, new. I don't but, think the orange is. Well, I mean, brown, well, character wise, maybe. They, yeah, I was gonna well, say like yeah. I was they've like always, they've always had these colors. Okay, in the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Character wise, the blue oh yes, character wise. Tell you anything about the blue one? So the blue one um, is from the Crunch commercials, right? I think the brown one is from Caramel. Oh yeah, okay. Because that's relatively new. Maybe I'm making that up. I'll take it though. <laughs> they, I in this article, the writer who is so fucking funny said that on. uh Twitter, people are calling it a reverse yassification. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess this is a different article I read because it's not in here. But then uh, he he says, um, he says, okay, for those familiar with the iconography of the green M&M, this change is nothing more than tectonic. I imagine it is similar to how the people of Wittenberg must have felt when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses of the Protestant Reformation to the church door. But it is also a major error on Mars Wrigley's part because the green M&M being a dirty slut, as signified by her iconic white go-go boots, is precisely what has engendered her to devoted fan base, particularly among similarly libidinous, uh, sorry, libidinous women and gay men who have embraced the character. And then he goes on to say, um, let the green M&M keep her go-go boots, let her black out and suck dick in the bathroom at Acme on a Wednesday. This is what we want. This is what we deserve. This is what she deserves. Yeah, we, I think sex positivity is like, the last thing for corporate America to actually embrace. I think that's a really good point. I never thought about it, but that's what actually a lot of these, like the pieces that I read about this, we're talking about how it's like the opposite of sex positivity. She's always been a serve. She continues to be a serve. And you know what? She rocks her sneakers as yeah. best she can. Honestly, she she's looks still like sexy she's in her sneakers, like, but it's just different. She looks like she's going to the grocery store. Like she's still beautiful. Yeah. I just can't stop looking at the orange one. He's, He's open, open about, about his anxiety. anxiety. I like that they that's the most inclusive thing they did was like, we need a character with anxiety. Well, it's right. also funny that open about his anxiety doesn't mean he's like providing any resources. He's not like taking any anti-anxiety medication. He just looks more nervous. Yeah, he's just like, I'm anxious. But he's honestly, if you look at the anxious. old one, he barely looks more anxious. He always kind of looked like in a state of shock. They they've created ads where it's like they're being interviewed. 
And there's one that's like, it's like they're interviewing the orange M&M and it's like favorite way to unwind. I don't understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. It's your heart's desire in chocolate. Okay. So Courtney pulled up a picture of old M&Ms and new M&Ms. Side by side. Side by side. And now I do see, I do see color a hundred percent. They are, I stand with, yes, they are coated white, but they are, they were actually coated. Like it is skin color. I, for some reason was picturing them as just something very neutral, like white or black. I did not realize. Mandela effect. Yes. Mm. Because they have white shoes and white gloves. So it's like, oh, they must have okay. like, white skin, white, ha- white, this- like skin. white, like the color white, not, not, not the flesh, flesh white. colored, white. not Caucasian, but Caucasian. this is also white privilege too. I want to point out not to be like that person, but, but also to that- not notice, but to, to not, not notice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I figured. So I just want to take that back. Yes. They're coated white. Yes. I love that. They took out the color and, that is probably the most important announcement of all is at the end of the day, these M&Ms are just cartoon characters. It's your heart's desire in chocolate. Okay, so real quick, I know we said we wouldn't have to do a game, but I'm thinking maybe we can put a fuck, Mary kill right here. Looking at all of the M&Ms. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I love that. But I'll only choose a couple. Are we, uh, do you want to see a picture? So we're all looking well, at the same I, picture. Oh, I have a picture. Pulled. Yeah, I have oh, a perfect. picture too. Okay, it's the same picture. Okay, great. Should we do, let's do like a bracket. Oh, okay. So we split the three in two. So there's six of them. So we can do fuck, Mary kill with each three. And then we can do a secondary fuck, perfect. Mary kill with like I love it. all the ones we wanted to fuck. I love that. Okay. Or something like that. Okay. So should we just break it up from left to right? So like orange, brown, and red, and then yellow, green, and blue. Let's do it. Okay, so fuck, Mary kill, anxious, Mr. Orange, brown or red. I like that you you clarified Orange's personality. I feel like you got to do the other two for people who are not. Kitten okay. heel. Kitten I would heel, call her heel brown. Uh, boss bitch. He's just casual. <laughs> yeah. And then Girl red boss, guy, he yeah. looks like he looks like sleaze you meet at the bar. Well, red guy's definitely like the leading yes, man. Of he the is the protagonist of the M&M's. So here's the thing. I'm going to start this off by being weird. I'm going to fuck the red m M&M. Oh, no, I think because, that's good. I was I was on board. No, my reasoning for it is that because he's the leading man and he's kind of the most famous of the M&Ms just because he's always like been the star. Yeah. I think in if we're assuming that the M&Ms fuck, the red M&M is good. I bad. completely I yeah, am I agree. in agree, agreement. OK, good. Good. I um I oh, go I ahead. was going to say I would marry the brown M&M. Me too. I agree. She looks like and she gets stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like efficient. She's not like, she's not going to. Um, she doesn't look reactive. Yes. And I feel like the orange M&M, I thank him for being so open about his anxiety. <laughs> but, but goodbye. I don't really want to deal with that in America. Also, <laughs> right. He kind of seems like a parody of anxiety. And I feel yes. like the anxiety community is going to come for him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's he's like, problematic. Like, yeah, he just def- he's definitely a parody of anxiety. So I'm I'm not opposed to marrying someone who has anxiety, but I don't want to marry this M&M who has anxiety. Yes. When, when my other choice is the brown M&M. Yes. Wow, we're all perfectly aligned. I mean, that one was so easy. 
Yeah. This next one's kind of hard. Yeah. But it's great okay. that we're all okay. in sync so for about me, this. Okay, so I'm going to go first on this, if you don't mind. So okay. there's there's yellow Eminem who, I don't even know how to describe He's dumb. Him. He's like, he's the sidekick. Yeah. Oh, okay, Side, sidekick. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And then there's green Eminem who is- Previously sexy. Yeah, previously sexy. Now, now she's, she's Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> and then blue Eminem who looks like a jock. I'm like getting jock vibes. I, I feel like he's, he's a stoner. Also kind of dumb. I, yeah, but yeah, he's more like a stoner, uh, whereas the sidekick stoner. guy is more he's, like, I'm just a dumb guy. Okay, yeah, his yeah. eyes are like really half-masked. Yeah. So I think yeah. stoner, stoner blue is right. So I would 100% fuck stoner blue. Oh, I would fuck the green M&M. Oh, just to say I had. Oh, I would marry oh, green M&M. Interesting. Oh, I would, marry, I would marry the yellow M&M, and let me tell you why. Because I think... Number one, he's a little dumb, so he's going to kind of go along with it with whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Number two, he's the sidekick to red, but he doesn't seem upset about it. So I think he seems like kind of chill, kind of relaxed. Yeah. And he's if you're like, like, so like back, you can run like the bank accounts 20s, while he's making like, all that M&M &M money. I fucked red back in when we were in our 20s, your best friend. And he'd be like, that's so cool. Like, he'd be like, I really don't you. care. Yeah. Like, good for you. I'm happy for right. you guys. Yeah. Like, he seems like he would just be very supportive a little bit dumb but overall very nice and friendly so i would marry yellow fuck green again because she's the poster child for sexy m&ms i just want to say that i've well green. see mm -hmm. i would kill green in the new green new green i'm killing i don't want anything to do with her i don't like what they're doing with her get out of here she just has old on. old green i'm banging her she's sexy she knows her sexuality she wants to go to a bar, do lines of coke, and wear those those boots so that go up to her knees because she's gonna be on her knees later. I'm down with that green Eminem. This green Eminem says, "I'm gonna find Joe Biden, and we're gonna make diplomatic changes that are gonna ultimately hurt everyone." But I think it is worth it for the story to fuck the green Eminem, and I just don't know enough about the. That's blue fair. Eminem, okay, so I'm gonna kill him. I would. I would so, sleep with the blue. I would. Yeah, I'd fuck blue for sure. I, you know what? No, I think I still would marry green. I think I would marry green. Wow. I want to, I want a beautiful wife. We're all different. On this I want shirt. a beautiful wife. Yeah. And then enough. I would kill yellow because I'm indifferent life. about him. Sure. Okay. I'll stir around. Let's do. I feel like in the all star round, we should do red and green and brown. Oh, I was thinking yeah. red. I'm trying to think who was the most popular. Red, yellow, like and green, red. because they're like, to me, they're the main. Oh, yeah, they're the main yeah. three. Fair. All-star round, we'll do red, yellow, green. This one's actually kind of tough. Okay, so this one's easy for me, which is funny because I know I just yeah. said I wanted a beautiful wife, but in this round, I would kill green. I would kill green. I think I would too. And I would, I honestly, I'd marry red. Oh. His, something about his swagger is really getting me like, you know, he fucks. And also like everyone will be jealous that I'm married. Yeah, but he him. likes being the main sure. character too much. I feel like he I, I'm going to fuck him. Definitely going to fuck him. But oh, I think yeah. I want to marry the yellow because it's I'm going to have I'm going to be able to have make decisions in our relationship. Yeah, Red's going to so tell you what to do. Yellow as I would fuck yellow because I don't need to have a conversation with him. I feel like I would not be able, sure. as a very intelligent woman myself, I don't think I could <laughs> commit to a life of this kind of like the kind of vibe. I could do that because I'm running the bank accounts. I'm going rather, on trips to Tahiti while he's working, you know? 
Yeah, you're banging the pool boy. He's yeah. like really happy for you. Very yeah. supportive. He's like, oh, good for you. What yeah. you Red's like, like, you will be here. He's like the Tom Cruise. You will be here when I say you're going to be here. No, like, I think oh. Red would be like a little bit more aloof where I'd be like, hey, babe, like you've been talking to that woman. Like, let's let's get going. Like, you know, we have to relieve the babysitter. And he'd be like, oh, what? Oh, sorry. And then you he'd like say goodbye Red to everyone would? at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He'd say bye to everyone at the bar for like 30 minutes before we could leave. I ate that yeah. deal. I'm done. <laughs> Get the red out of here. I'd rather, I'd rather be sort of uh, treated like shit than have to talk to a brick wall. I, I will Fair sleep enough. with the red, have him ghost me, send me nudes, tell me he's off hinge. That's <laughs> the <that laughs> I expect. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I want to fuck red, marry yellow, and kill green in that situation. Damn. I just love a bad boy. What can I say? Hey, guys. Do you know we have a Patreon now? This is what you guys have all been waiting for, is even more information. Like, people have been begging, begging. On their knees. Calling us, texting us, Much like the green M&M, ready to be on her knees. The old green M&M. The old green M&M. But like the new brown M&M, we are business bitches with a mogul mindset. And we are now offering you more for your commitment to us. I know an hour-ish a week of gossip is not enough to cover all the gossip that comes out every week. Do you want to know why this week the internet turned on Axel Weber? You might just want to be a Patreon to figure that out. And you can go there by going to patreon.com slash the Gossier. We have four different tiers. You should go check them out, figure out which one fits your vibe. You know, each one comes with something different. Show us a little love. We'll show you a little love. Do you want a newsletter? Bam, you'll get it. Do you want more episodes? Bam, you might get them. And they start at $1 a month. So if you just want to send us a thank you and we'll thank you back Mm -hmm. on the pod. And if you want extra content, that's the place for it. Okay, so let's talk about prom. First of all, I feel like so Bridget is famously so much older than me and Courtney. So much older. But I and so much wiser. wiser. Yeah, there's pros and cons. But I do feel that at the time that Courtney and I were in high school and going to prom, there was like a really big resurgence of like prom movies and shows in the culture. Like I don't know if you remember the movie Prom with Amy Teagarden. I feel like prom was really like glamorized at a time. Right. Well, I wonder if it's from MTV. Maybe because look at this poster. Oh, I I do remember that. When I was in high school, that's when like MTV was making um, like My Sweet 16. They were making like reality shows that were kind of depicting these like teen events really blown out by rich people. And so I feel like that kind of probably set the ball rolling. And then as we kind of mentioned before with the we were young fest, when we were young fest, um, I was the the especially at that point in time, I was very pop punk, very like, oh, I'm too cool for school and actually wanted to skip my prom. I skipped junior year. I went my sophomore year to a different school with my mom's friend's son as like a date, which was, that's a whole epic story. And then 
I skipped junior year because I was like, I don't give a shit about this. And then I went my senior year because all my friends were like, you have, you have to. It's You'll regret year. it if you don't. It's yeah. Prom. Yeah. I was excited about prom when I was in high school. I wasn't necessarily like popular, but I was very friendly with a bunch of different people. So I went my junior year. Um, I went with a big group of girlfriends. We went to a fancy restaurant in Palm Springs, Lulu's, if anyone's oh, familiar yeah, with I Lulu's. I think I've Springs. been there, I think. It had like just barely opened um, when we were in high school. And it was like, to us, the epitome of fancy, even though it is basically the Cheesecake Factory. Amazing. Um, it's just mod Cheesecake Factory. Did you guys oh, eat? Did eat? Yes. Did you drink? So I famously, this is going to be a bombshell to anyone who knows me now. I didn't drink at all in high school. Me neither. Me neither. Oh, I was kind I'm... of, a, I was like afraid of it. I was also a really big rule follower. I was like number five in my class. And it was almost like kind of, I don't know. I just never felt the need. I wasn't often presented with alcohol yeah. because I wasn't going to like big parties. I went to like theater parties, but the theater parties at my school, everyone was just really into Dr. Pepper. So no one was drinking at those. And so it just never came oh. up and I never really felt the need to do it. So when I went to prom, I wasn't drunk, but I was having a fun time and everyone else around me was having a fun time. I was like, wow, prom is fun. And one of my friends was like, they're all drunk. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? I know I did not drink in high school either. I was rarely if ever presented with the opportunity, but I was like an anxious, I was like much like the orange M&M. I was very anxious <laughs> and I didn't want to get in trouble. I was a rule follower. And often I was like driving myself and I wanted to prove that I wasn't like dumb and like, I don't know, get stranded or have to call my parents oh, and yeah. get in trouble or whatever. So, sure. um, I was never drunk for either of my proms. I went to both. I went to junior prom with a group of girlfriends and gay friends and that was iconic because we went to our friend's house whose dad cooked us literally a steak and lobster dinner before she was rich. Uh, they were like That's the fun. rich family. Yeah. And um, then we all like, I think we just drove ourselves. I don't think we got like a, a limo or anything like that. No, we definitely didn't. We drove ourselves. We definitely drove to junior prom. I went in a party bus. Oh. I I did drink in high school, but I did not drink before prom because it gave me too much anxiety. And only one friend from our friend group did drink. And it was kind of just really you don't weird. Want to be one <laughs> she was prom. like, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, is Alyssa okay? Um, Love you, girl. But what I wanted to ask, Courtney, didn't you go? Did you go no, to an no, all no, no. girls so school? I, but you did go to Catholic. I went okay. to Catholic school K through eight, and then I went okay. to public oh. high school. It was a nice um, it was a magnet okay. school, so it was kind of like a free private school, honestly, like with the academic sure. people and just like the strict rules about things. Compared to Catholic school, it was like free reigns. But I've been to other public schools and learned that mine was very kind of like buttoned up. Um, so no, it was not an all girls school. I never thought that I was going to get invited to prom. I was never under any sort of assumption that a guy would be interested in me. So I was always like, I'm going stag with my gal pals. And then I asked like a bunch of my underclass guy friends. Like, so I asked a couple of like sophomore guys I knew from like theater or from like the skater boys. And I was like trying to feel out who I'd go with. And then when my friends were like, oh, we'll get you a date with a popular guy. I was like, oh, I'm oh canceling on these other guys. <laughs> like, so I totally ghosted them and went with the popular Good for guy. You. As you should. Yeah, <laughs> I did not. I was not under any impression junior year that I was going to get a date to prom. Um, I think I'm a delight. 
I was you not are a like, delight. You are a delight. I am a delight. I was a delight then too, maybe a little bit weirder, but I was mostly a delight and I was fun. But I didn't think I was getting asked to prom. That wasn't really my narrative. Um, and senior year, I was, I wanted to go to prom, but I also was annoyed because I didn't get the lead in the musical at school, which I maintain that maybe I was, maybe I shouldn't for sure have gotten it, but I should have at least gotten a callback. It was hairspray. I should have been Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm over it. Um, but so after I was <laughs> spurned by my, uh, theater director I started doing community theater because my theater director hated the community theater in town so I said this will show him and even though he was a grown man it <laughs> did show him he was very annoyed by it oh really um so anyway at the time of prom I was in bye bye birdie because I had just done hair and then they asked me to be in bye bye birdie so I was like "Ooh, I'm a star um and so I showed up late to prom in my bye bye birdie makeup which was bright green and my dress was gold oh my god so I looked a mess, but I was upset because my best friend, Robbie, didn't ask me. He asked the girl who did get the lead in Hairspray. I was pissed off. Oh, that is fucked up. It's funny, Grace. We have very parallel prom, senior proms because I, so I went to an after-school theater school called Walden. And I also went to the youth performing arts high school and they notoriously had like a rivalry. Although I think it was more of like a one-way rivalry from Walden to them than them to Walden. But you know what? We don't even have time to explore that anyway. But I was always like a Walden devotee because I'd been there since I was like eight years old. And I had been cast as the lead in two gentlemen of Verona during our Shakespeare festival that always happened in the spring. And I too had a performance the night of prom and I rolled up by myself in the cutest little blue dress that I already owned. It was like short also with my makeup on, but it was much more like it wasn't like stage makeup. It was was understated. Yes. It was just more of like, I I didn't have a cute. I had a cute ponytail. Wait, did you change your makeup Me? in between? No, it was just that the, yeah. the role I was playing did not call for any crazy makeup. It was oh, more of okay. just like will, it was more of just like a convenient. natural quote unquote stage makeup look. And then I had a big bun on my head. Okay. Oh, um I had a cute little ponytail. I will say I was because I was in hair when I was 18. I was friends with all of the like late 20s middle-aged gay men who were also in hair with me many of them were also in bye bye birdie so when I told them that I was getting ready for prom they all were obsessed with helping me get ready of course they just gave me stage makeup oh but I love that that's cute like Cinderella but your mice my mice are that is funny. Uh, we should we should post oh, our yeah. prom have, pictures. It was funny. My friend was in town this weekend and she pulled up a photo. Was she in the photo? I don't know. Because so basically what happened is my friend Kate was invited to prom by this guy who was she was a year below us. And so she was like the cool junior at our senior prom. And like halfway through the prom, her date started crying because he was like in love with her and she was not in love with him. And so she was oh, like, she boy. just spent the rest of the night, like dancing with us, like all the people who were just kind of like together, but not like with a date. And I remember inviting her because I, and like two other friends for sure, were planning on going to waffle house afterwards to like have breakfast and, um, at like midnight, not like 2am or whatever. 
And I remember yeah. inviting her. But that felt like 2 a.m. back then. Oh, yeah. I was when like, in- I was like, mom and dad, don't call me. I'll let you know when I'm on the way home. Go to bed. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure I invited her to join us. I don't remember if she did. I should have just looked at the photo she showed me this weekend. She was like, look, prom. And I was like, oh, I look so cute. But I didn't actually look at the photo. Sorry, Kate. Um, most because I don't like reliving high school. But uh, that was pretty much my senior high school. I rolled up late. There was an ice sculpture of an M because I went to manual. And um, we danced. Kate's date cried. And then we all went to Waffle House. My uh, soft when I went my sophomore year, it was to the next town over. It was like my mom's co-worker's son. And I think they were hoping we were going to date. I was just like, I'm doing this as a favor to my mom. And <laughs> and it was like pretty platonic, whatever. And then I in where I'm from, every school has an after prom where you go and there's usually like a hypnotist or like dumb gym what? game. I've heard oh, of you mean I like, oh, this, like hosted by the school to keep sometimes hosted really by school, up. sometimes to hosted by parents. To an exactly. after oh, I say, we fun. had we had that for graduation at Puzzles Fun Dome, which is literally for five year olds. It had like oh. blow ups and we were locked in there till 5 a.m. I was miserable. We yeah. had grad night too, but we had it at Disneyland oh. in California Venture because uh, Southern California. Oh uh, yeah, jealous. That sounds better. That was but funny. at the after prom, this girl kept following me around. Her name was like Peggy. And <laughs> it was like it's always a Peggy. Kept asking me questions about the guy I was with. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like it's my mom. <laughs> I just yeah. met him. I'm and, doing this for my mom. And like, she, I think he's single. You can date him. And and he's he, in love with him. So, so and it's kind of weird because he's like a, definitely a country boy, like a big guy, kind of looked a little toady, like a round head and like, you know, when those bigger, weird upper bodies, but then like tiny legs. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and he was like super nice. But she was like asking me about him. I was like, wow, you're into this guy. They got married right out of high school and then she cheated on him. Oh. Then my my senior prom, I went with the popular guy. We rode the party bus. Now, when you come out of the party bus or any car at prom, the whole big thing is the promenade, right? Like you're walking out of your vehicle. There's a red carpet, taking pictures. That's the way it is. That is so much more classic. Yeah, I did not have that. And so my date was like, if I biff it, I remember that's literally what the words he used. If I biff it, just keep going. That's what he said. I was like, gotcha, player. And so prom was super boring for me, hated it. Um, and then I went to the after prom, hated it. But at some point I did rope in Virgil, who's been on this podcast to be the barrier of sexual tension with my prom date. Cause I was like, Good. this feels like it, he might try to make a move. And I was like trying to be the bad girl, like smoking cigarettes in my prom dress. Like, yeah, whatever, man, I'm just doing this for my mom. So she thinks I enjoyed high school. Oh, my I gosh. did not rent a party bus or a limo. Me neither. I kind of was like, I kind of wanted to in a way, of course, because that's fun. But I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast before. My sister and I famously drove a Lincoln Town Car in high school. <laughs> oh, I don't think you have mentioned that. Maybe I haven't mentioned it. So our grandpa passed away um, right around when we were getting our driver's license, which thanks for that uh, bump. That was nice of you. And so he had two cars. One was like a pretty cool SUV and one was a Lincoln Town Car. And for a while, it looked like we were going to get the pretty cool SUV. Uh, Our aunt changed minds. So we instead got the Lincoln Town Car. It was, and my mom's like, well, at least you'll know how to parallel park because you'll always have a car smaller than this. 
and true. it had black leather interior, which in the desert sucks. Yeah. Um, oh boy. The air suspension was broken, so it was really low to the ground. Oh, um, nice. You look like and, gangsters. Yeah. And you're running in bitch the curved in, Yeah. And it had bitch carved into the hood. Why? Because because my mom drove it for a while and she worked at an alternative education oh, school. Oh, no. And someone carved bitch into the oh. hood. So we were like, well, we don't really need to rent a, rent a limo. We have a Lincoln Town Car. It's yeah. essentially so the just, same thing. So we just drove the Lincoln Town Car to um, prom. And it was very well received. Everyone knew our car because it's a bitch it, on it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Piper girls are gangsters. <laughs> nice. Which was funny because we were goody two shoes, white girls. That is which, as you might imagine, made us kind of popular. That seems like I don't know if you would say this is true, but being a sister of twins, I always felt like my sisters were like each other hype person. And so they yeah. seemed much more popular because there was two of them. And I remember thinking like yes. there weren't two of I them. Think- I don't know if they would have the same. Uh, charisma or following I think that's true I think because I was like friends with popular people you know I'm a delight (laughs) but I think it was egged on by the fact that I was always seen as the more fun twin oh but being a twin also makes you more popular because there's two of you my sister and I bought a yearbook senior year to share because there's no point in us buying two yearbooks and one of the popular boys thought it was my yearbook and he signed it. I've always liked you better than Stephanie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's there forever now. Yeah, that's there forever. But he is an anti-vaxxer now. So who really? Yeah. Oh, him? yeah, that's true. Your sister might have been onto something. How? Yeah. But. Oh, go ahead. No, I was go saying, on. How big were your all's high schools? Oh, I think our graduating class was like 750. Mine was Whoa. like 300, I or think. Maybe 500. I honestly don't. Well, we were a 4A school, but we were actually. small for a 4A. Yeah, I think we were like 550 actually a graduating class because I think the school was about 2000. Okay, yeah, mine that, that's about the size of mine. It was about 2000. My graduating class was like 500. Damn, I was not popular at all. I'm like, <laughs> how did you? I was like, oh, their schools must have been smaller. How did they become so popular? But it was. I also come also- from a family of like very like my my the Flaherty's are celebrities of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Like every my cousins were cool. My family's cool. I think I only kind of got integrated by their reputation. And I will say it helps that I went to public school and I was in Palm Springs from kindergarten. Yeah, to high yeah. School. And right. there were some people who I'd known since elementary school and then some people I'd known since middle school. So your popularity kind of carries oh, over. Oh, that's a good point. Because Plus, I will say the popular kids at Manual seemed to be like the group that came from the middle school next door. Yeah. yeah. And like all knew each middle other. Middle school, a lot of decisions are made. Yeah. Plus our school was very, we had a lot of pep rallies. Oh, so did we. Because our football team was pretty good. But there were like different theme rallies throughout the year. And there was one rally at the beginning of the year, which was the academic rally, where if you were top 10 in your class, you got to sit in front and like, like be like, you got attention for it. And so I was always number five in my class, but a lot of the top 10 in the class were like really popular people. Oh, oh, that um, always annoyed me. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. So You're going to have a better education if you have money. There's like a lot of combination and you're going to be more popular because you're higher social economic. And there was a thing at my school that you could, it wasn't like a magnet school, but you could take like specific English classes, honors English, like AP business, medicine, or like arts. Oh, 
And so I was in the Arts Institute oh. and all of the popular kids were in the Arts Institute. So there was like already that kind of exclusivity. Whoa. So the popular kids are the arty kids? Yeah. That was California, baby. That was not true in Iowa. The popular kids were super dumb. I was friends with them because I was friends with a couple of the smart ones from advanced classes and some of them we kind of I just grew up with both in church yeah. and community all the popular but kids were in like band and visual all the popular what? kids were not in any extracurriculars for the most part and were like like they would come to me like hey can I can I see what you did for the assignment and I'd be like fuck you're gonna copy me and then I would kind of use that as leverage for other things yeah yeah here's my other prom question did you have any like prom scandals? No. Because I remember, I actually don't know if this is true. I don't remember. But I heard it for so long that I've decided it's true. I heard someone got fisted on the dance what? floor. What? No. Wow. That's what I, I mean, I guess as a teenager, you're probably way more elastic. <laughs> oh my God. On the dance floor though, were they on their back? Was it like, were they standing in the, like, how does that work? I think- what from what I understood, you got a lot of dress material was, to hide under. <laughs> yeah, well, from what I understood, True. there was it was weird because at Palm Springs High School, there were not a lot of like there wasn't that same has like desire to have long dresses. I would say most people wore short it's like dresses. Like hot as fuck. So that's and that was why. cool then, right? Like, yeah, it was cool then. Um, you know, okay, I was the only one who wore a short dress because I was like, I'm not going to spend money on a dress. Well, and by that I mean my, I was not going to make my parents. Oh yeah. Um. And also because I was kind of like over it at that point. But I remember there weren't short dresses, but there were a lot of those like mullet dresses where it was short in the front, but long in the back. Those were popular. I wore a black and this is how pop punk I was. My dress was was black and pink. It was like a black dress with like pink trim. And it was very simple, very elegant. And I thought I was like this punk princess look. I will say my junior prom, I found this dress at a thrift store that was so cute. It, I paid $12 for it. And then I got it shortened at a tailor, but basically it was like pink. Um, it was like a pink tank top dress. It had like a pearl belt and it was pleated pink skirt. And it had this like over chiffon cape thing. Ooh, And then I got it shortened into like a mini. It was super cute. And then senior year, I was unfortunately in my glee era so i was wearing a <laughs> strapless mini dress that had gold stars all over. oh my gosh okay my junior prom i did buy a dress i remember going with my mom it was like a big deal i think we went to like dillard's or something and it was like cream colored and it had like it was a uh, empire waist and it, it was like also kind of like it wasn't pleated, but it had like ribbons all the way down, like um, like sheer ribbon as like the skirt. I loved that dress. If I had had sense, I would have gotten it shortened just a little. It was a little long on me. It was like right to my knee. I would have wanted it a little sure. higher to be a little sluttier. My senior year, I wore this dress. I bought it Charlotte Russe like years before. It was just royal blue, same kind of neckline, um, no sleeves. And it had like a... I guess also kind of an empire waist, but it didn't make me look pregnant. That's what I oh. always think of with empire waist, but it was like Royal blue. And, um, I don't know. Chiffon, I think might be the right description, but sure. I loved it. I looked so good. And I don't know whatever happened to that dress. Cause I don't have any recollection of getting rid of it. And I would wear it to this day if I still had it. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I saved 
my pink junior prom dress I saved because when I was in college at the end of the year we always had a prom theme party for the theater department oh yeah and I wore that dress but I cut off the chiffon thing so it was just a pink mini dress that sounds so cute it was really okay I can't wait to and then I threw it out okay yeah fair fair um yeah and then well our senior year we really wanted to take professional photos because we were like we have to have cute photos and we were really into cpk so we went to cpk oh yeah um but at that time when I was a senior in high school was when the Maryland statue was still in Palm Springs. She's back now, but she left for a while. So we took our pictures by the oh, Maryland statue. Oh, that's adorable. Really I will say the star of my outfit senior year was uh, were my shoes. They were these like high platform strappy shoes. They were probably like a six inch platform that I just felt like I was on my own dance floor. And they were like different colors, almost like um, almost like Chaco like texture on the straps, but more fashion forward. Wow. More fashion forward. I I, trust me. You'll see a picture. You'll know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. My uh, when I went my sophomore year, I wore my before she was my sister in law. She was my brother's high school girlfriend. And I borrowed her (laughs) prom dress from the year before. So it was like this big blue, very, very classic princessy huge dress with like, I think it was strapless or spaghetti straps. And then senior year, I already described the dress, but I I did my own hair and makeup. I was just like, I, and the dress was like, I went with the popular kids dress shopping and that's when we bought it. And I remember calling my mom be like, I'm going to get this dress. It's $84. It was so cheap. And I thought it was perfect for my whole personality problems. Your whole vibe. Yeah. And then afterwards we came back to town and we were actually drinking. We went to a party. We drank after dress shopping. Then someone said they had to call their boyfriend. So we get in a truck for some reason while they make the phone call on. We, this was back when you had a cell phone, but it was like, you pay, you bought the card. What was it called? Like mobile to go minutes. Oh, like a, like a card for your minutes. You'd have to enter. I remember that you could buy them at like Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. And I so they're like it. calling their boyfriend and we wreck into somebody's fence and <gasps> we're like panicking because we've been drinking beer all evening. Oh, and somehow no. we get out of there. It, it was like a total hit and run. Like, oh my oh, God. God. There was like snow. So you just hit a fence. And yeah. Run. Basic. You didn't hit any people. Or it was cars. just like this country fence of someone with a nice house yard and someone's friend or boyfriend came and pulled us out of the ditch and got us out of there and we were all like oh my god why did we get in a car we've been drinking oh my god scared straight that's probably why we didn't drink at prom we were like this doesn't seem safe when we're together (laughs) but Alyssa did it anyways that's fun yeah none of my high school friends wanted to drink either yeah I remember the only time my high school friends drank was like senior year someone's parents were out of town and it was the same person whose dad made us steak and lobster and they would have like margarita mix and like maybe a little bit of tequila and everyone would pretend they were drunk. And I would just like sit there and be like, ha ha. And then like drive myself home. Um, that prom, prom, (laughs) prom. I love walking down memory lane with you guys. I feel like, I feel like I've known you forever, but then these stories just remind me that I have not. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Bridget, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget underscore socket. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Grace Piper and on TikTok at Grapes Pipes. Courtney, where can everybody find you? Can you can find me on Instagram at C underscore Doisy and on Twitter at The Real Doisy. You can find this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at The Gossier. Um, on our Instagram, you can go to the link in our bio and find a place to submit any goss that you might want us to talk about. And if it's good, we'll talk about it. If it's bad, we'll make fun of you and we won't talk about it. And the, the link's also on our Twitter and it's also in the show notes. And while you're down in our show notes, take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five stars, kind words. We would love that. Well, that's it for the Gossier this week. Bye. 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 Bye.